all carry unique histories and unseen feelings that, if acknowledged, might help us to bridge our differences. Welcome to Sidewalk Ghosts with Richard Radstone, short, open-hearted stories that reveal the wisdom and vulnerabilities of unique strangers and confirm just how much our individual influence has upon the world we share. Uh, yeah, it was, um, undifferentiated adenocarcinoma. His doctors labeled it undifferentiated adenocarcinoma, cancer, a life-threatening demon that void in the bodies of most of us still somehow finds the space to thrive in the darker shadows of our nightmares. Yet, as we take in the lessons that whisper under his booming voice, and with no contempt for the illness that almost killed him, he redirects his reference to a sickness that reaches to infect the hearts of even the healthiest of us. I think so much pain and so much suffering from a lot of people comes out of just being overwhelmed by their past and being overwhelmed by things that maybe they could have controlled at one point, but now it's happened and it's not in their control. But you can control how you're reacting to it. I think if more people went through life really focusing on finding an empathic connection with the people around them, they might, you know, take take a deep breath <laughs> for a minute and realize that the person in front of them, you know, is going through something and they might be hurting and they might be hurting in a way that you recognize. Then it's something you have to practice. It's something you do actually have to actively work on. Um, for some people, it comes very much more naturally, but for others, you, you know, even, even if it does come naturally, you still have to kind of learn to shut the chatter off in your brain and listen to what people are saying and feeling. He is no hider of true emotion. And as he asks us to sincerely listen, he pushes us to not only ingest what people are saying, but more deeply, to pause long enough to take in the signs of what people just might be feeling. And it is that by the reflections of today's stranger now friend, the actor and player of dark and villainous characters, Patrick Roper, perhaps we may be able to see into the faces of those around us as we look beyond the now. I think that all of us to a certain degree in life are fundamentally changed by periods in our life where we experience often damage. Things that, you know, should have been, could have been, would have been. Um, and our reaction to that sort of thing tends to shape us. He calls us damaged. In his words, changed by the should have beens, the could have beens, and the would have beens. He speaks of how our reactions shape us. Ideas that, even in the realms of the most optimistic mind, present the risk of raising the gates of self-preservation. And as he lowers the barriers of his own and unique history, he continues to teach us. I just always hope that we can take more of a constructive view of where we've been and understand it better and learn those lessons. 
that's always my hope for the future is that we learn, you know, learn the lessons that we're learning now. Learn the lessons that happened a hundred years ago, five hundred years ago, a thousand years ago, as far as we know the truth of them. And, and calling ourselves on our own BS. <laughs> like just having enough gumption to look at yourself every day and look at the people around you and just call it out for what it is. Oh, this is, this is just garbage. Why, why am I thinking this way? Why am I doing this? And if you can do that consistently enough, I think that you can improve your future. Otherwise, I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> it, it seems so bizarre to me that we don't stop and look around us and go, why, 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 do we, why are we repeating this again? Patrick asks us to look around. I call it chin up and eyes open to this world we share. A call to look, listen, and feel as we interact with all those we associate with and pass by in our daily living. To do as many a sidewalk ghost friend has so compassionately challenged. To put our feet in the other person's shoes. Patrick calls it, calling ourselves out on our own BS. He asks us to have, and I love this word, the gumption to question why are we repeating this again? And as he calls us to stop, he offers a starting point that could quite possibly contribute to bettering the future we are all walking toward. Sometimes I will pick, you know, just for the sake of debating, I'll just pick, I'll pick something that I don't agree with. I'll pick a, a stance that I don't agree with, and I will see how I can justify it. Can I justify it? Can I, can I put myself into a mindset that can, is able to justify something I don't agree with. And I have found that that opens my perspectives up a lot more than anything else um, that I've done. You know, sometimes I find that I weirdly can justify it. Um, oftentimes I don't. But it's, it's, it's been an interesting experiment for me over the years of just learning where my brain sits, you know, where my, where my thoughts and feelings and attachments to certain things that I believe. Um, and there are times where I, I, you know, I'm challenging my own beliefs and thinking, why do I think this? Why, why is this person wrong? You know, I mean, Yes, there are some things in life that are absolutely abhorredly wrong. But the people that tend to do those things, they don't think so. So I need to understand why. Why would they not think that this is wrong? And sometimes I can let my head go deep into what I assume might be their perspective. Um, Sometimes I can't, but it's always been an interesting exercise. He looks at the painful questions, sees the wisdom gifted by listening to those who he does not align, and as he admonishes the horribly wrong things and in his charismatic style, he considers what can be gleaned by absorbing the differing perspectives of others, an exercise that in a world filled with the faces drawn toward the screens of mobile devices, overcome by the Molotov cocktails of reactionary rage, 
and hampered by the barriers of submissive followers is something that is not that easy to do. He raises his chin. I see around me a world where people talk a good game about redemption, but don't practice anything that gets them to that state. And, you know, that requires a tremendous amount of forgiveness about transgressions. And sometimes those little bits hurt, but you have to be able to sort of pull that band-aid and experience that pain for a minute, and then you can heal. Then it just allows you to let it go. Um, and redemption, to me, works so much the same way. Sometimes you just have to look at these, these horrible things that people may have done to you or others and take a second and go, well, you know, we, we hopefully they've learned something from that, you know, fingers crossed. But I think that it, it's not a bad thing to at least give them the, the option of seeing if, you know, can they improve? Have they improved? You know, if you can direct them to improve, then give that a try, or if you can tell them, hey, go, you know, try this out, Give you know, talk to this person, try and get some extra wisdom, you know, stop doing this and that, and try to change where you're going and redeem yourself. But I, you know, ha that's a, you know, that's a two-way street. You have to be, you have to look at people that have offered you some sort of transgression and say, you know, I get it. I hated that, but let's move beyond that. Um, and I hope that the more that we are able to do that with people, that hopefully more people learn from it and learn that it's okay to move on from their pains and their regrets. Patrick speaks of forgiveness towards transgression gives us permission to examine a peace-allowing concept that transcends all faiths and human outlooks, that being redemption, a method that, if you will, is, and again in his words, a way to move on past the pains and regrets. In my words, a way to move past the stuff that blocks the very existence and freedoms we each dream of, no matter what our situation, culture, race, gender, or attraction may be. And in leaning back to the wisdom Patrick also gracefully offers, I ask my final question. Patrick, what is your definition of love? Being here and now for yourself and for the people around you and, you know, humanity for whatever reach you have. Yeah, I think, I think it's, I think it's a sense of perfect presence. Thank you, Patrick Roper, for being with us. If any of you would like to check out some of his work, go to IMDb, search Patrick Roper, and there you'll get a whole list of all the parts he's played and the movies he's been in. If any of you would like to have your story shared, please go to SidewalkGhost.com. Go to the podcast page. On it, you'll find a form you can fill out, tell me a little bit about yourself, or you can even simply toss me an email. I'll do all I can to get you on the show. My Patreon site's still up trying to get it growing and moving forward. So if you get a chance, check out patreon.com forward slash sidewalk ghosts. 
All the shares, likes, and comments really do help grow the message of Sidewalk Ghosts. So if you get a chance, please um, give me a click, toss it to a friend, do anything you can to help get this message to as many people as you can. If you'd like to sponsor Sidewalk Ghosts, please reach out to me. We'd love to talk to see what we can do together to expand the message of all that we're doing here at Sidewalk Ghosts. And to all of us, please never forget, your individual impact truly does matter to someone else in the world.